Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. The evidence that people will steal anything, anytime and anywhere continues to mount. And today it comes from Blenheim Palace in Oxfordshire, England, the stately home where former Prime Minister Winston Churchill was born. It's now a museum and an art exhibit opened there Thursday by Italian artist Maurizio Catalan. That exhibit, called Victory is Not an Option, contains several works, one of them now missing. That sculpture is called America and was valued by itself at about $6 million. Thieves made off with the piece after the exhibit had been open for only one day. By the way, America is a fully functioning Solid gold toilet. <laughs> solid gold toilet. A solid gold toilet, yes. Well, Cliff, yeah. somehow we mm-hmm. survived Friday the 13th here at Country 98.1. Yeah. And by the way, I would like to thank the fun-loving person who dumped 13 black cats here at the radio <laughs> station. That was sweet. Yeah. We were uh, up to our necks and cats on Friday. and. hmm being a little superstitious about black cats pretty well drove me out of my mind. Thank you. I read Cliff, the yes. CEO of Nissan, mm-hmm. said he's overpaid. <laughs> I'll okay. take things you never hear from radio employees for $1,000, Alex. With the overhaul of this bridge in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, had more items on the to-do list than you might expect. Even a couple from the morning roadshow department of Just in Time for Breakfast! The Sid Buckwald Bridge crosses the South Saskatchewan River and was first opened to traffic in 1965. And one of the things the engineers knew going into the project that was going to be a problem, well, was that the pigeons who continually roost in the girders underneath, they were going to have to do something about them. But they didn't know how bad it was until they actually got down there and had a look. The problem, of course, is when some 2,300 pigeons spend all day sitting on the bridge, they spend all day pooping on the bridge. And when they've been doing it for 40 years, there's a lot more poop than anyone wants to think about. It cost about $800,000 just to clean the poop, and engineers estimate there was 350 tons of bird droppings present. That's about the weight of 230 cars. It was, in fact, enough to compromise the structural integrity of the bridge when the regular vehicle traffic was added to that weight. The pigeons caught were all euthanized and netting installed to keep the new ones from roosting. I would hate to live in that place. (laughs) In in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan? I couldn't spell that. (laughs) By the time I was 30, Cliff, I couldn't ever address any letter to anyone Yeah, because... I can't yeah. spell where I live. <laughs> well, no, you're absolutely right. I don't know what the abbreviation yeah. for yeah. that is, but I'd was, be searching for and it. When I was typing this story out, copy paste, copy paste. <laughs> no kidding! Wow. <laughs> I'm sitting here this morning in yeah. Game Seven of the World Series of Lazy, <laughs> and it's the ninth inning, and I have a commanding yeah. lead, Cliff. And okay. I'll tell you what's going on with me. All right. And I'm kind of proud of this, yeah. On a on a small scale, 
You see, everybody that wears a belt has that certain hole that's just perfect for them. And you can find it pretty well every time you cinch up your belt. This is true. But sometimes, and it mm-hmm. happened to me earlier this morning, you get overly aggressive with your, with your <laughs> cinching. Yep. And, and you find the next hole. Yeah. And it's really tight and uncomfortable. Yeah. And most normal people uncinch their belt and put it in their perfect little right hole. where it's supposed to be yes, yes. Mm-hmm. but not me i'm sitting here in pain this morning <laughs> because you're too lazy to loosen your belt that's exactly right oh good lord i'm kind of proud of it too <laughs> i'm gonna win this world series i'm well, telling sure you, you will. yeah I'm, uh-huh. I'm surprised it went to game seven to be honest with you <laughs> well cliff earlier i mentioned yes. in new zealand if they're gonna can you from your job yeah you are legally required or allowed, I or suppose. allowed, yeah. I guess. Yeah. The opportunity to bring along a quote yeah. support person, like a friend, your okay. spouse, it even makes, an attorney. It makes perfect sense. Or um, you could bring this guy. Okay. You see, Josh Thompson. Yeah. In New Zealand, knew he was about to get fired. Yeah. And so, the day of his meeting. Yeah. He hired an emotional support clown to come with him. <laughs> Paid him about $125 to come to the meeting in full clown. And the guy (laughs) sat there and made animal balloons while he was getting fired. (laughs) Now, the company that was firing him thought it was pretty humorous. Yeah. And laughed about it. And another competing company hired him immediately. Cool. (laughs) The sad part is, Cliff, the clown was asked if... This was the weirdest job he's ever been asked to do, and he says, no. But it is in the top ten. It's not the weirdest thing he was ever asked to do No, as a clown. That's kind of creepy right there. I'd hate to hear what the number one list thing on that list was. I'm glad he didn't say it yeah. myself. But to be fired with an emotional support yeah. clown, Cliff, mm-hmm. is off the chart good. Yeah. That is excellent. Well, it's weird how this works, Cliff. What's that? Out of the blue, you were just talking to me about watching... Videos, yeah, of Eric Church, and how he could be the spokesperson for the common right. man in this well, century. In, in okay, I didn't know we were going to talk about this on the air, but we were discussing it off the air. There was a show on Channel Nine on PBS, um, Friday or Saturday night uh, from the Ryman. It was kind of like a celebration of the Ken Burns movie that started last night yes. about the history of country music, and someone called Merle Haggard the poet of the common man on this program. And then this yesterday morning, I really got to hear and play out the words to the song, uh, some of it, by Eric Church. And I was like, well, if um, Merle Haggard was the poet of the common man for the 20th century, Eric Church is for the 21st century. Because those are some pretty striking words when you when you hear and, and watch the words of that song. And it, the weird part is, yeah. during this entire conversation... yeah. I didn't even look at the computer screen, and then yeah. I glanced at it during the uh, news update, and yeah. I went, Eric Church was loaded up, ready to go with some of it. So here it Isn't is. It? Excellent. We go from one song that was yes. beautifully crafted. It's literally like a dozen words of poetry. It starts off, you know, beer don't keep, love's not cheap, trucks don't wreck themselves. Yes. To that. <laughs> well, we just threw a bunch of words together and a little melody. But it was a big hit, I'll say that. Oh, you're absolutely the Kentucky right. Kentucky Headhunters. Right. And as long as you have a hit, it doesn't really That's matter right. what it you're says. That's right. You're making money off it. That's the end goal in, in, in any way. That's now, exactly right. So right. congratulations the to bottle, them for that. Bottle of ski. Well, 
I'm impressed that they even knew there was a thing called ski. Well, that's true. I mean, I'm impressed with that. Right. I mean, they were just looking for something that rhymed with the word me. Yeah, that's exactly They right. could have used the word bottle of pee. Well, no. <laughs> that would be diet ski, and that doesn't go with the song. <laughs> you see, the, the cadence is off there if that's, you throw yeah, the right. word diet in there, true. Cliff. You're right. It doesn't sound the same. <laughs> Good grief. The whole west side of Evansville is going to come up here and kick us right now. You know that, don't you? Yep. We'd like to introduce you with the newest to the newest prospective employee in the morning roadshow department of Just in Time for Breakfast. 46-year-old Yatin Sangwa hails from the state of Gujarat in India and has started a new contest there he hopes will spread countrywide. Spread, as you might say, like the wind. Because the contest is called What the Fart and is exactly what you think it is. A competition to see who farts the loudest, longest, and most musical. Yes, there will be cash prizes. Sangwa says he got the idea for the contest when he farted while watching a movie with his family. And when one of them laughed, he said, if there was a contest, I would have won. By the way... He has more than 40 people signed up from all over the country of India to come and fart off. <laughs> you talk about a competition that's hard to get sponsorship for. <laughs> Who wants their name on that? Fruit of the Loom? <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> Luke Combs, Beer Never Broke My Heart here on the Morning Road Show. What? You know, we were talking earlier this morning about... The thing with Eric Church, yes, being the poet for the common man of the twenty first century, yes, and the uh, that idea came to me because we were watching videos yesterday morning, really early, and it, we watched the video for that song, and it was funny. A lot of his videos are funny, but seeing him sing that song reminded me about the title "Beer Never Broke My Heart," and I was like, clearly the man never drank a Coors Light, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> Or the new one Bud Light's coming They're making out a with. new one? Yes. What's the new Bud Light? It's supposedly called Crisp. Crisp? Yes. How do they make it crisp? It's mm -hmm. a cut-down version yeah. of Bud Light. Oh, it is, huh? That's what supposedly. <laughs> really? If Bud Light's too much for you, yeah. you can drink crisp. crisp. Or you can have some Kool-Aid. <laughs> Little boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit harsh, but okay. You ever go to a family reunion and mm -hmm. after all of the pleasantries of, you know, greeting each other, <laughs> yeah. you're kind of sitting there looking around at all of your relatives and <laughs> yeah. you know the ones. Which ones? The ones that always show up that you're like, ah, I can't believe they made it back. And mm -hmm. you get to thinking as you're watching them, Yeah, I bet some of you must have grew up in a house with lead-based paint. <laughs> <laughs> and you were nibblers. You ever do that, Cliff? No, never have done that. I've done that numerous times. <laughs> well, that just must be your family. It, no, it's a lot of families. Cliff, I like to look at things, you know, on a positive outlook. I try to, anyway. Well. I try to. Some days it's harder than others. But when I read this morning yeah. that today is ozone day, yeah. I thought, oh, let's look on the bright side of this. Yeah. The more we destroy the ozone layer, yeah. 
the more efficient our solar panels will become and our prices well, will no, go down. I didn't think of it that way, but you have a point, so actually. If, yeah. if we shoot up a bunch of stuff that kills yeah. the ozone, then right. solar panels could right. be for you. So, so instead of celebrating the International Day for Preservation of the Ozone Layer, you're trying to destroy it. I want to kill it, yes. Hmm. And yeah. help the solar panel Right, yeah. Companies. Are you getting a kickback from the solar panel people? I'd like to get a kickback from somebody. Somebody. I don't care Please. who it is. <laughs> Just I'd, give me a kickback. I'll take a kickback from Kenny Chesney. <laughs> well, Cliff, there's been you know a huge, huge uptick in people around the country yeah. vaping, especially the young folks. And true. Yes, now this it's is getting very true. to be a little bit dangerous as there's been all kinds of reports of uh, lung issues right. with folks that are vaping. Although I think probably lost in the uh, uproar is the fact that most of the people who have gotten sick are using homemade materials to mix up their vapor juice. That's probably not the smartest thing yeah. either. Yeah. But a lot of people, Cliff, yeah. that are trying now to kick the habit of vaping yeah. are turning to cigarettes to help them stop. <laughs> Yeah, well, we, 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 Perhaps you've missed an important <laughs> Surgeon General's warning from 1964 <laughs> that basically says that's not probably a good idea. Yeah. Basically. Well, in so many words, it says that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what's going on. I've yeah took up vaping just for the fun of it, and and now it's too dangerous. I think I'll smoke a cigarette. Yes, instead. I think I'll go to right, them. Yeah. That'll be a better alternative, I think. No, it won't. It would be like it would be like nicotine flavored Oreos. Now I'd get on board with that. Really? To be honest. Oh, oh, be, oh, the mystery Oreos. If it tastes, if it was nicotine. If it was nicotine, right? Filling. Yeah. I could buy that. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. But I don't know about the. <laughs> oh, maybe they could make it Coors Light. <laughs> Ooh. You really, you can't taste it anyway, so. <laughs> well, our take it to the bank this morning, Cliff, is, yeah. is really sad. No, it's not so the, good. Not the way. I'm glad we're having something uplifting <laughs> then, well, huh? I just saw this this morning and I thought. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> well, I'll give you a little taste of it. How's okay. that? You wouldn't think yeah. that a person that goes door mm-hmm. to door making a living yeah. selling monkeys would be a dangerous person. <laughs> that would have to be a happy-go-lucky so, person, would not you think? Well, I mean, you would think so. Although that's probably one of the most difficult professions to be successful in, in existence, door-to-door, selling anything. Yes. Um, especially now in the twenty-first century, but selling monkeys, you got to have a certain uh, outlook on life to sell monkeys. You would think a <laughs> cheerful outlook on life because. Well, you got deal- a monkey. You're dealing with yeah. You got to have a sample monkey. You might not have you know inventory of monkeys in the van, but you got to have a sample monkey. You got to have one, <laughs> and you got to haul this dude around door to door. That's exactly right. So, would you like to see my monkey? Yeah, just like this. Hello. Yes, I'm just going door to door. Would you like to see my monkey? Who would say no? <laughs> Everyone wants to see a monkey. I want to see it. <laughs> and it's all lighthearted until until. Well, you find out who the door-to-door monkey salesman was. Uh-oh. And there it gets a little dark. Sad, <laughs> extremely dark. And it's time now for Take It to the Bank. Well, Cliff, as we mentioned earlier, yes. this man was a door-to-door pet monkey salesperson. <laughs> Which seems odd. It does seem odd. But, um, but apparently this was 
in the mid 1950s. That's right. Okay. And he's from Indiana. Even even more interesting. Yes. <laughs> A pet monkey salesman from Indiana. And his name Jim Jones. Yes. <laughs> that Jim Jones, the no, cult leader. I was going to say not the Jim Jones we know. <laughs> no, no, no. Not around here. That Jim Jones. That Jim Jones. Right. The cult leader that eventually yes. led more than 900 people to their deaths in Guyana. But he started out as a door-to-door pet monkey salesman. <laughs> That's and just dark, Cliff. Just That's say, just you know, dark. Who knew? Who knew? When, you know, who's knocking on my door? Hello, I'm Jim Jones. We'd like to buy a pet monkey. He would end up in the Central American rainforest making everyone drink the Kool-Aid. Yes. Well, and sadly, yeah, all of that is stuff you can take to the bank. That's right. Cliff, I just can't get this off of my mind. You mentioned this way, <laughs> way early, almost four hours ago this morning. Yeah. About in England, mm-hmm. someone stole a solid gold toilet. Right. It was um, at a um, Blenheim Palace which I believe is now a museum, and it was part of an art installation. It was a working toilet connected to the building's plumbing system, but it was made of solid gold. Worth millions of dollars. Like six million dollars, yes. What would you do once you stole it? What would you, you can't take it home. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> because people would know you have it. How many people? How many visitors do you have going into your restroom, into your bathroom at home? Well, there's always when there's somebody's over there, they have to go. Well, yeah, but don't you have like a bathroom that you allow? Like here's your like your giz- visitors' bathroom, and then here's like your you know this is your master bath at home. Not really. I don't distinguish <laughs> between my. <laughs> my toilet's cliff. I just well, perhaps then, if you had a solid gold toilet, you would put it in the private area of like your master bathroom, where visitors don't go. Does that make sense? I would, I would crack under the pressure of having a thing in my house. I mean, I would. I'd be scared to death somebody well, would wander back there and see, and see my golden throne. <gasps> your golden throne. Yes. Really? We're gonna go there? Well, I'm just saying. Because I got some ready. You want some? <laughs> Do we have to? Do we have time? Oh, yeah, there's plenty of time. Because, you know, there's a solid gold toilet missing in England. Police are investigating, but they say much of the evidence was flushed away. (laughs) (laughs) And they have nothing to go on. (laughs) We should have let this story die at 6.05 this morning. Cliff, anything said today? Phrases of the day start with number three. An emotional support clown. (laughs) Number two. They spend all day pooping. And the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, I'll take a kickback from Kenny Chesney. <laughs> you know, I'm wondering, Cliff. Yeah. Do you think that perhaps yeah. here at Country 98.1, sometime in the future, I could get me an emotional support clown <laughs> to come in here and sit while we're doing this? You think so? Yes. Yeah, just I keep me I calm. Did you want me to come to work that day? Because I don't think I could sit in a room for four hours with an emotional support clown. I think it would be awesome. <laughs> will he have big shoes? Well, of course he will. Okay, then I think we could probably swing it. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.